We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2021 NFL. Best bets, maybe some injuries, a recap of Thursday night, and so much more. This is the brand new Friday show. Expect it every single week. Before we get into it, I got some money to give to you guys. One, I have a tournament on DraftKings that's rake-free, which immediately makes it the best tournament on DraftKings. $15 to play, three max entry. Link is in the description of this video. It's a private link. So it's the only place that you can find it. Video or pod, I suppose. And it's in all the videos and pods. Just click on whatever one, but click on this one. And smash the like button to the episode. In the description, give me your favorite spread or total bet of week one on Sunday or even Monday if you love the Raiders maybe that's your jam or everyone's down on Baltimore all of a sudden because they're under cursed they're losing everyone maybe you want to take that but anyway just give me your best bet down in the comment section now if you want some bucks I got a thousand bucks to give away to some viewers out there and all you need to do is subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience on Apple Podcasts rate it five stars leave a review with your Twitter handle or email address boom you're in the draw that gives you five ballots sub to the Mayo Media Newsletter that's in the description completely free additionally subscribe to the Pat Mayo or not the Pat Mayo Experience the Mayo Media Network YouTube channel that also gives you a ballot do all those things and you got a shot to win well it'll be 250 bucks because right now I'm going to pick four people but hey if we get more reviews the bigger the prize pool goes and now I've found out that you can actually rate this show on Spotify so if you're listening on Spotify or want to subscribe on Spotify, you can do that as well. You want all the best prop tools, DFS tools, runthesims.com slash mayo will get you a discount on all of the premium tools and the simulator and the game optimizer. Pretty good on the Thursday night football. Let's jump into it. The crew is here. Let's lead off with Rob Pozzola coming off another hey. great performance on the Pat Mayo experience. People love the show. Yeah, I, uh, we always get good feedback for those like strategy pieces and I enjoy doing them. So um, I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, uh, I was checking some of the YouTube comments. A lot of people uh, have already nicknamed me like the Wall Street trader and stuff like that, which I kind of like. Uh, but yeah, it's great doing that, Pat. So we got pro sports better Rob Pozzola and back on Mayo Media Network. Back <laughs> on the Pat Mayo Experience. The people demanded it. Cam Stewart. So hey. great to see you. <laughs> oh, it's great to see you guys. Fantastic start to the NFL season. How about them Cowboys? Lasso them Buccaneers. We'll take them points. I will say this, though. I was just talking to Pozzola before the show, Pat. Like, I'm not saying I'm a brain surgeon, but the Dallas Trust, like Mike McCarthy, 
I won't be taking him as uh, my lifeline on any uh, talk show, game show, or anything. He is an absolute stooge. No coach I don't think is dumber. And, and Rob brought up a good point. Dallas uh, called a good game. Kellen Moore called a good game. Receivers were open. They dropped balls early, but a good start. It's not, hey, we just want covers. We want money, Pat, and I love free contests. You know me, Pat. If it's free, I'll take it. Send me all you got. Rob, we got... Fourth and three from like, I don't know, was it like the 17-yard line when they're averaging somewhere around like seven, eight yards per play on the drive, knowing that their defense can't stop anyone. So what does Dallas do? Would it be smart to A, go for it and potentially score seven or settle fear for a field goal? I don't care if they missed it or made it. It didn't really make a difference. Why aren't they going for it? What really gets me about this whole situation is actually when McCarthy got hired in Dallas, part of the reason that he got hired was he was talking about how he had been studying all these analytics <laughs> and, you know, he really changed his style from when he was in Green Bay. And I remember when he came to Dallas, the first game that he had with the Cowboys, they went for it on a fourth and short and like in the first quarter and they got stopped. And then since then, he just completely morphed back into like the old Mike McCarthy. But it makes no sense. Obviously, like everyone who's watching the game knows what Dallas should do in that situation, except for Mike McCarthy. And if you're a Bucks fan watching that game, you feel like you just got let off the hook when Dallas brings the field goal unit out on the field. Like this is, this is just, it's like common sense at this point. And half these coaches in the NFL still can't figure it out. It's like we're in the middle ages here, the stone ages basically. And I mean, it's frustrating for me. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. You got Tom Brady on the other side. You're bringing out Greg the leg, who's, I mean, he's Greg the peg leg now is what they should call him because he's pretty I much I hate Zerline. He's, he's awful. So uh, at this point, I mean, I don't know what else you can do. Like, like, like Cam said, Kellen Moore called a great game. The Cowboys, they, sh- they needed to capitalize on those opportunities. They forced a bunch of turnovers. They couldn't get it done. And most of it, most of the probability they lost was in-game decision-making. The biggest thing that I noticed with Dak is there was a concern about his shoulder coming in. And I don't know if he really alleviated. He played great, obviously, but it seemed like there wasn't a ton of zip on some of these balls. But they were all to CeeDee Lamb were the ones that were either underthrown or ended up in a wrong spot. Do you think it's Dak's shoulder? Do you think CeeDee Lamb was running the wrong routes? Personally, on my end, I think it was probably the shoulder. I, I mean, Dak looked great. He was making, for the most part, good decisions. Um, he actually did throw one in with some zip to CD lamb over the middle of the field, actually hit lamb right in the hands and then turned into an interception. That was probably the best throw he made in the night. Maybe not a great decision forcing into coverage, but I, I think it was his shoulder more so than anything. Uh, and, and honestly, some of those throws were bad, uh, in the sense that they, like they could have been put in better spots, but lamb has to come up with three or four of those that he ended up dropping yesterday as well. So, uh, all in all. I think Dak will get better as the season goes on, but but clearly he he didn't have the zip. Uh, I, I saw a few people on Twitter referring to him as Chad Pennington last night, which kind of made me laugh a little bit, but he played a lot better than Chad Pennington did, I'll tell you that. Cam, if you drafted Ezekiel Elliott in your fantasy league, would you be... <laughs> oh, thank God I didn't, Pat. I, I, sorry, to inter- I, I'm just saying, like, this guy's raving with glow sticks at concerts, getting like, you know, security guards. Like the bottom line is this, you could be an athlete that, you know, like wants it hungry. It's just like, I look at Elliot and just the regression. It's sickening. Tony Pollard works harder. He breaks tackles. He does so many more things. Like I can't believe the regression of this guy, Pat. Yeah. To your point, thank God. I'm in three fantasy leagues right? and one with my buddies. I have, I don't have them on any team. I actually like put the arrow down and drafting, like don't draft him unless he's like way down there. It's a problem. And, and Rob uh, and Pat, I got to tell you one thing. CD Lamb's a great receiver, but he's got to work on those hands. 
there was a lot of balls last night that, you know, Prescott's throwing perfect balls to this guy. Catch the damn ball, even though he got a touchdown. I started him in fantasy. It was nice, but a lot of issues there. I don't know. What, like, what do you do with this guy? He's not going to get many touches, Pat. I'm going to tell you, if you have him on your team, it's an absolute nightmare. I'd be looking at that waiver wire pretty quick. Oh, no. I, 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 you got to trade for Zeke right now. This is the worst matchup he's going to have. Who's going to trade? Exactly. <laughs> Who's going to trade with you unless you Mayo, get some- Mayo's right. Like, yeah. if, if, if I'm a manager right now, I'm, off, I'm <laughs> looking to get Zeke in every league that I am. I'm throwing all sorts of trade proposals because Dallas clearly had no, they had no intent of running the ball yesterday because Tampa had the best run defense in the league last year. It is by far the worst matchup. So I think he's going to be undervalued for the rest of the year. I don't think that they're going to run the ball a whole lot, but he'll probably be pretty dynamic out of the backfield. We saw what Dak was doing yesterday, right? It wasn't thinking a lot down the field. Thinking yeah. and dunk, right? And and uh, all of a sudden, you'll have one of those games where Zeke catches five, six balls out of the backfield, puts in a touchdown. So I, I think he's very undervalued the rest of the way, even though I'm not a huge fan. It wasn't great for me because I bet because that's how I saw it going last night. I was like, oh, perfect. Over Elliott yardage receiving props over two and a I half catches. And I, I'm like, oh, good. To- Tony Pollard's the only guy catching balls. Zeke was like two for six through the air or something stupid. I, I actually saw, I think you put it out on Twitter, Rob. It was just like they were talking about how explosive Ezekiel Elliott is, like explosive right into the defender. Collinsworth is hilarious. Like, I actually don't, uh, I don't hate Collinsworth. I actually think he's a pretty good analyst, but every once in a while he comes out with like the most random, like he'll, he'll focus on Zeke and highlight him on a play where he has like a one yard gain and be like, Oh, look at the explosive list. And it's like, no, absolutely not. Like even early in the game, like look at Dak with the zip on this ball. And it's like an underthrown ball, to CD lamb. And I don't know what he's doing sometimes, but uh, overall, I think my camera's cutting in and out here. I'll fix it. I what hope the hell's going on? You're under I don't know what's happening attack, in the studio over here. I don't know if Pozzola backed his team last night. He might have lost too much money on the box, and now his internet's gone. Get it together. Hey, I'll tell you. Get it together. Hey, Mayo, I've, I've seen white rooms, and then there's Rob Pozzola's white room. I'm like, geez, dude. Like, I, I Even I got a little more paint in my uh, dump than uh, he's got in his bedroom there. I was hoping, Pat, like, hey, you know me. I've eaten stuff. I'll do stuff for you. Would you like to see Pozzola whip up that guitar and, and, and shred a little bit, Mayo? I think we should get him to play the guitar. I he says he's a, a guitar maven. I want to see it. That, that'll that be week 17. Or if he loses <laughs> like all three picks. He has to break out and start shredding. He's fucking Eddie Van Halen. But I, here's the thing, though, Cam. He would have art on the walls, but it's hard to hang NFTs on the walls, I think. I don't really know. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. If you like my new cabinet there, yeah, I got the old uh, Sammy the Seahawk helmet and a couple other things. Yeah, uh, Cam's room sponsored by IKEA. <laughs> Billy shelves. <laughs> okay, so I want to let everyone know that there is the prop contest that uh, is on Prize Picks that starts. On, mm-hmm. I mean, you could have already made your entry if you took some of the Thursday night ones. You can't take the Monday night ones. It has to be Thursday or Sunday. But if you haven't played in it yet, the full details are in the description. Just click on the link, or you just go to PrizePicks.com, use code MMN, or just use the link that's in the description, and then you deposit. They'll match your deposit for up to a hundred bucks. And what the contest is, you have to make five NFL picks over under any of the props you want. It could be passing yards. It could be fantasy points, whatever they have available. And there's a special one, uh, even if you just don't want to play in the contest, you want to bet like 500 bucks on it, that uh, they're offering a bonus cam of, get this, 0.5 over under passing yards for Patrick Mahomes this weekend. That, I feel like that's a free one. <laughs> you gotta, are you kidding me? Is, are you serious? Yeah. But you oh, had, man. <laughs> you, you, you have to play at least two in it. So you play that one over, obviously. Yeah. Find one yeah. other one that you like, and it's three to one on whatever you're 
that is. I'm put it this way. I'm going to be using that one in the contest if they allow me. So you know, I'm I'm one for one to start with. But you got to make the five picks. It's the flex play. And but here's the important part. This is how you get into the contest. You have to make the entry for seven dollars and eleven cents. It's the seven dollar and it's a seven eleven challenge. That's how it registers that it's in the contest. You can only, I mean, you can play as many seven dollar and eleven entries that you want. It's only going to count your first one, so you can't play a whole bunch. But it's three thousand bucks for first place at the end of the season. There's weekly bonuses, and you get paid if you go five for five or four for five on your picks anyway. So uh, everyone should be playing in this. Uh, you can play against me. You get to play against Cust. There's a prize for coming in last, Cam. I mean, Cust has that one on lockdown, but. I like Cust, but he, he really upset me a while back with um, a couple golf things. Like, just, I don't know why he does it. Like, I'd like to congratulate Harris English or good on Louie for like, it's like, why do you do these things, man? Like, I, I don't understand like the pleasure from it. And his, his curse is real. Like, that's what really bothers me. Like, it's like, I got money on these guys to win golf tournaments. I really don't want to hedge. Anyway, we do agree on one thing, Pat, Arby's horsey sauce is the best condiment out there. I haven't been to Arby's in a long time, but a wicked. If you're looking for like a like a mayonnaise with kick horsey sauce is where it's at. So prizepicks.com, code MMN, uh, the to- for the 18 weeks of the season at $7.11 per week, it will cost Good you hundred. It will cost you 130 bucks. So even if you just go That's- deposit 65 right now, they'll match you 65. And then you really only put in 65 for the entire year if this is all you want to play. But the- with that Patrick Mahomes, like 0.5 over under pass. It's, a fr- it's free. That, that's, yeah, a, that's a free one. So if you can just find one other one or just make a different combination with all those, you can really cash in this week. So go do that, prizepicks.com. Let's talk about the week one games. I want to hit you with my my gold. Actually, should I save the gold play? Now let's go to the gold play first for me. So we're going to yeah. do gold, silver, and bronze here, Cam. And I think you're going to like this because of what you got in your background. I think that the Seahawks are going to trounce the Colts. This weekend, I'm not buying that a Carson Wentz is completely healthy or B that he's good. So I feel like that's a problem for them and just line it up. It's two and a half right now, minus two and a half on the road for Seattle. That's not great. And they play a ton of close games. Anyway, I worry about Reich. I worry about the offensive and defensive lines for the Colts are very good. They can establish the run. They can actually move it around and maybe you can have some intermediate throws with Wentz. Maybe I'm just completely off on that. But if it's just boiling it down to Dwayne Brown's back, Russell Wilson is their quarterback. Okay. I'm signing off. They can beat the Colts by three Uh, yeah and the thing is the line went up i don't like that but here's the thing pat you could have got on the money line if you don't like a little bit of juice here's the deal with seattle russell wilson's got a couple good years left he's been pounded uh, absolutely crushed his whole damn career and rob pozzola will tell you some of the call we laugh at dallas seattle's game calling against dallas in a playoff game when they're absolutely every throw they make is on the money and then they're running uh, running backs for one yard like just a stupid stupid game plan by schottenheimer i don't understand these guys the problem with these nfl coordinators is they outthink themselves they think they're geniuses and then they it's kind of like in blackjack they're on tilt they should have left the table here's the deal russell wilson's going to throw the ball early and often in, in this spot and that's what you have to do just quick hitters ding 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 do that. And I agree, Pat. I think they go into Indianapolis and win. We'll see Seattle. I'm not really high on them in the division this year. Probably the Rams and Niners. Like th- those are the teams. Uh, but week one against Indianapolis, I am not scared of Indianapolis's offense at all, even though Seattle's D is not very good. What are you thinking, Rob? What are the numbers telling you on this one? Yeah. So Seattle minus two and a half, minus 115 right now at DraftKings. And, and personally, I think that's a short number. I think Seattle should be a three point favorite at bare minimum in this game. And I'm high on Seattle this year, and I'm generally not high on Carson Wentz, so that plays into it. But uh, you look at what Seattle's done. They brought in Gabe Jackson on the offensive line in the offseason, 
And if you think of Russell Wilson throughout his career with the Seahawks, always behind a horrendous offensive line. Now they got Gabe Jackson. They have Damian Lewis. They have Dwayne Brown, which was once a, a weakness for them is now a, a major strength. And then we just look at the breakdown of, of what the Colts like to do offensively, at least what they did last year under Frank Reich. They only passed on 56% of their plays last season. They're a heavy run team relative to other teams in the NFL. And when you look at Seattle defensively, where they are very good, it's at stopping the run. They're susceptible with their pass defense. So I think Indy's offense kind of just plays right into the hands of what Seattle's defense does well. And on the other side of things, Xavier Rhodes missed practice for the Colts yesterday. He potentially could miss this game. That's going to be a big problem against the wide receivers for Seattle as well. So I think the Seahawks win this game. Uh, the West Coast, the East Coast thing, or or whatever is the West Coast. It doesn't even stars. matter anymore, it's Rob. Automa- you, it doesn't matter. Look, if you look at Seattle recently, guys, see, that's a myth. Seattle now is actually good when they go to the East Coast, and they're a horrible home favorite. The home of the 12th man, they used to crush everybody. Now they don't cover numbers when they're home favorites. They go on the road as short favorites and get the job done. I agree, Pozzola. I think Seahawks probably win the game by 8 to 11 points and cover the number, Pat. So I like your pick. So, yeah, even if it's minus three, I think I'd still take it. I'd want less vig on that. But the two and a half right now, Rob, like when you go to Betstamp, you can find like all the lines from every shop. I would assume DraftKings has the best line at two and a half if you want Seattle. Yeah, two and a half minus 115 at DraftKings is one of the best ones out there right now. And thank you for the, the plug for Betstamp, Pat. But that that's just a great tool for any user out there who wants to sincerely try to beat the NFL. Line shopping is one of the best tools available to you in general. I, I mentioned this to Pat when we did our preview show, but if you walk into a grocery store, you had five bags of potato chips. They're all the exact same bag, but one of them is a quarter cheaper. You're always going to get the one that's cheaper and you should apply that same logic to sports betting as well. It's going to save you money in the long run. I mean, it's just it common all sense. Up. I don't apply it to potato chips. I apply it to quality cuts of meat and seafood. If you're getting exactly. a bag of scallops for $19.99 and the other one's $24.99, obviously same company. What am I, a stooge? I'm not going to give the company uh, free money. I agree with you 100%. Cam, what, what, you, Cam. What, what are the products that you can't cheap out on, though? Oh, for me, uh, toilet paper. Because I got a real, you know, I, I drink and eat poorly sometimes. <laughs> I, I like chicken wings. So two-ply toilet paper, if they're giving it away, I won't take it. Uh, for me, hamburgers. Like I won't buy like a low grade company's hamburgers, the one that look like look like they're worms in the patties. Like I want like a real hamburger from a rep- reputable company, like a Schneider, so something that I know I I could trust. Like a, we're meat there. Seafood. Don't go to the, the, the yeah, like the dollar store. Like don't be buying sardines and tuna fish and stuff like that. I learned my lesson the hard way, Pat. <laughs> I got some uh, ramen noodles from Dollarama, and oh, just I don't know what they put in the powder. It was just an absolute a fight in my gut the whole day i was raging i guess eating buttered chicken after that probably wasn't a smart move <laughs> oh yeah i didn't, didn't tell you guys this one the best so i'm going into my uh i actually ate healthy i'm like i made a steak and i chopped up potatoes in my air fryer and everything was going great i go you know what i'm gonna make a cheese sauce for my broccoli i'm actually gonna have a vegetable right pozzola you're proud of me so i go in my house you know the cheese whiz da, da, da. i eat it i'm like god oh, some, some not the expiring date, it was t- not, not, not two months. It was two years off. I got through it, but I'll tell you, that cheese whiz, they can take that stuff into space. Like, I didn't even have food poisoning. I had a little bit of a stomach ache, but it was literally two months past the expiry date. It tasted fine. I love how you think I would be proud of you for making broccoli <laughs> with cheese whiz. Pizzola, you'd be proud of me for this one. Yeah, yeah I used probably two not year that old expired <laughs> cheese whiz on my broccoli. 
if people are looking for the full injury report for the NFL, <laughs> tune in. See me. Tune in Friday <laughs> evening to Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on Mayo Media Network, hosted by Pat Mayo. That's where I'll be updating my rankings, DraftKings ownership, final prize picks, and the injury report. I'll have all of the injuries pumped out in the newsletter as well. That's free to join, and you can find everything up at runthesims.com/mayo for all of the tools with all of the updated projections for the week. Pizzola, what's the top play this week? Top play is difficult, but I like, like I really like Arizona. I mean, you're gonna pay. Ah, plus, yes, Pizzola. We're the only two. Plus three, <laughs> minus one twenty, and I know that there's a lot of talk about the Cardinal Cardinals cornerback situation. It's fine. I mean, I mean, they don't have great corners on the roster right now, but AJ Brown has been limited in practice. I think he was a, did not practice actually two days in a row. Probably gonna play regardless. Not hundred percent. But I look at the other side of the ball. Everyone wants to talk about, oh, the Titans are going to score at will against the Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals have great matchups against the Titans across the board. Tennessee's defense is going to be one of the worst in the league again this year. And you look at what Arizona did bringing in A.J. Green. Now they have DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. The Titans just don't have the corners to cover these guys. And on top of that, you go back to last year, the Titans were horrible on third down in terms of third down defense. So they made a big point of emphasis this offseason. We need to improve that. Okay, they looked at the game tape. Well, we played a lot of off-man coverage. We played a lot of zone coverages on third down last year. So they're going to play a lot of tight man coverage on third third downs this year. I don't think that's going to work against Arizona for a couple reasons. One, the Cardinals wide receivers are way better than the corners. But on top of that, good luck turning your back to Kyler Murray and following these receivers down the field on third downs. Murray's going to get whatever he wants. So personally, I just don't see much separating these two teams. I think you you could probably play the over at 52 as well. If, if the Thursday night game showed us anything this year, it's that the scoring is going to be up again this season because refs don't call offensive holding anymore and they call every ticky tack call in the secondary. So uh, it's kind of like a double whammy for me, but uh, Cardinals plus three minus 120 over 52 in the same game. I, I think that's going to be a shootout that comes right down to the wire. Cam? Yes, Patrick. You're on Arizona as well? I sure am. It is my uh, silver pick. Not to mention, Rob, what about Rondell Moore, the little speedster from Purdue? Like, there's there's a lot of problems that Tennessee's going to have in this game. This line looks short. The public already is, like, all over. Like, they're giving money away. Arizona are notorious good, fast starters as well. That's one thing Kingsbury and this team has done. They come out of the gate hot. I think it's going to take a while for Tennessee to gel with the new parts that they have. I'm with Pozzola. This line feels like trap of the year. And I really, really like the Cardinals. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah, so far, birds. We got Seahawks and Cardinals. Uh, yeah, I love it, man. I think they're going to win outright, so I'll definitely take the three points. I'll, I'll play it on the money line. Well, I, I, it's funny. As we spoke in real time, I was looking at DraftKings Sportsbook, and the money line actually went up from plus 135 to plus 140 for the Cardinals. As, as we were, It's like the universe is channeling. It's like, oh, no, come on, viewers of the Pat Mayo experience. Please come bet the money line for the Cardinals. That was the sign that I was getting for it. Here's the problem, though. With the money line in particular, Cliff Kingsbury, um, how can I say this? Not the best decision maker in the world. That's true. Yep. Yep. He's going to cost him some in-game probability like he always does just in general. But I will say this about Kingsbury. He's actually a great game planner, especially when he has a lot of time to prepare for a team. This has kind of always been his MO. So from that point of view, I do like it. And if we're going to talk about coaching, Remember that the Titans lost their offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith, who went to the head to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Smith completely turned around that offense and Ryan Tannehill as well. I don't think it's just a given 
that Tannehill performs the same way this year with Arthur Smith gone because they ran so much play action on first down and they passed so heavily on first down as well. That's not to say that they can't do it again. Don't get me wrong. But I think that the ceiling for the Titans offense without Arthur Smith is probably a little bit lower. So uh, that kind of balances out the Kingsbury effect. Like, I'll be honest, like betting on Cliff Kingsbury, it's he's going to give me an ulcer probably at some point in my life. That's betting on the, the NFL in general yeah. gives you an ulcer. All these games, backdoor jobs, this and that, totals right on the number. It's, it's, it's almost like WWE wrestling now. Let's call it out for what it is, right? Yeah, and I mean, there's a, good... a lot of a lot of randomness, right? Yes. Ken? Yeah, no, you guys, you guys are absolutely correct. It's funny because the NFL is going opposite to college. If you guys looked at college, see the unders? It's almost at 70%. Since the college season has started, we're seeing defenses and punting, and they're actually letting a lot of those plays on bombs where both players are tugging on the jersey go. They'll kick, they'll kick you out for targeting. But the NFL is a joke. Like you can't, as a DB, what do you, what are you supposed to do? Like you can't do anything. At least in the day, you still do a little bit of a tug. You know, get in position. They'll call anything. And then, if I'm a quarterback, guys, the best thing to do, it's not rocket science, underthrow a ball. You receiver bangs back into the DB, they'll always call it, call it on the defense. It's money in the bank. Uh, well, this is actually something I wanted to bring up to you, Pizzola. Early in the year, it sometimes takes the book's time to adjust to whatever is going on in the course of the season. Like we saw this in the NBA coming out of like the, the first part of last year uh, when just overs were hitting at an exceptional clip and it took Vegas a while to adjust. Is that something that we could potentially see in football too, that if the scoring atmosphere is either better or worse than it was a year ago, that there could be some advantages really early in the year? For sure. That happens all the time in pretty much every sport, especially early on in the year. And now you have to remember, it's not actually the odds makers that are adjusting. It's the betting market itself, right? Because the odds are going to move based off of the dollars that are coming in, usually from professionals. The challenge is you have such a small sample in week one. So for example, let's say the NFL, this is a drastic example, but they average 60 points in, in week one this year. The it's very difficult to know what to do with that because it's only one week and you have all this sample of data from last year and the year before and so on and so forth, this larger sample that's telling us uh, it's probably going to go down over time. So you're basically taking all the data that comes in over the course of the year and you're starting to work that in and apply it. But sometimes if you just have a gut feeling or there's something that tells you, you know what, scoring is going to be way down, scoring is going to be way up. This is what I see. This trend is going to continue. You can really take advantage of these lines that hang around for the first three or four weeks of the season. And we saw that last year in the NFL because scoring went way up to start last year. And two weeks into the season, I published a post about the penalties and the way they were being called in the NFL. They were not calling offensive holding and they were calling a ton of illegal contact. And if that continues, obviously scoring is going to stay up. And it took the market a while to adjust to that. Eventually it does, but for sure, Pat, I think that there's inherent advantages in being able to keep on top of this stuff early in the year and say, you know what, this is a trend that I see continuing for the next three, four weeks or the rest of the season. Cam, what do you got for a gold pick? Oh, you guys are going to love this one. Just like the classics. I remember back in the day when Blessing told me how to read the form, Rob Pozzola's dad got me into horse racing. And I got I got crazy and I like betting on loser tracks, all sorts of weird stuff. And this game has got toilet bowl special written all over it. Gold pick. The Houston Texans, plus three over the Jacksonville Pussycats. Let me tell you, Urban Meyer, rookie coach, Trevor Lawrence, who cares? Tyrod Taylor, eh, he's not a great quarterback, but the guy's been in the league before. Everyone's ripping the te uh, Texans receivers. They still got cooks. They still have guys that can run the ball. How do you lay points 
with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure, they might get better as the season progresses. I like their running back. Um, Chanel is going to be a, a, probably a breakout candidate if Lawrence can get him the ball. But I can't see this team week one laying three points. I like the Houston Texans plus three. I know it's probably going to be one of those games that people are like, I'm going to avoid this game. I'm not. I'm, bet- I'm betting Houston. I think they win the game outright. I'll take the damn field goal. All right. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of this game. It, it feels like maybe it is just the Texans win or the Jags absolutely stomp them into the ground. Week one. Like, I, I just, I can't get a read on. I am just not touching this game. It's a tough. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Pizzola? You like that one or are you Texans or nothing? Right. Cam, I, I wouldn't bet this game with your money to be completely <laughs> honest with you. No, I, I listen from, from a pure line value perspective, yes. I can understand the play on Houston. For me, it's just stuff like this is one of those games where I feel we're going to look back in like week nine and we're going to be like, how is Jacksonville only a three point favorite in this game? I think the Texans could be really bad this year. And I look at Jacksonville where they're weak, especially in the preseason, the offensive line, right? We saw Trevor Lawrence running for his life when he was in there. The backups were running for their lives. I don't think Houston has the personnel on the defensive line anymore to be able to really affect the Jacksonville offensive line in a whole way. And I'm just concerned about the mentality of the Texans heading into the year, right? Like Bradley Roby was already going to be suspended for this game. So it wasn't going to play, but they trade him away before the season even starts. And that's like, it's kind of like a defeated mentality before the season even gets underway. I don't know what to make of this game, to be completely honest with you. It's one of the few games on the board this week where um, I just haven't had a feel one way or the other. But um, yeah, if if I'm betting Houston this year, <laughs> it sounds like gonna... good luck to you, Cam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wish you luck. I, I I have no money on this game, so I I hope Houston wins this game for you, Thank Cam. You. But I, I feel like if I'm gonna bet Houston this year, it's gotta feel like it's an absurd amount of points, and three points at home just doesn't feel like an absurd amount of. So points. you need like four and a half or something like that before you consider it. Absolutely, like four and a half. I probably would bite on the Texans. I probably would. Okay. So a roundup of the gold, Seattle minus two and a half for me, Arizona plus three, and the over as a bonus from Pizzola at 52, Houston plus three for Cam. As we were speaking, there was some breaking news off the wire uh, because apparently if you're like 39 years old and you're a running back who doesn't have a job, you can now be on the Baltimore Ravens. But Latavius Murray has finally signed, as everyone speculated, with the Ravens, and he's been activated to the 53-man roster. Devonta Freeman, who also signed, will not be. Le'Veon Bell has not been promoted yet. So that leaves Tyson Williams, the man with the most confusing apostrophe in the history of the world in his first name. Still (laughs) no clue what that apostrophe means and what's it a replacement for. (laughs) Latavius Murray and Trenton Cannon. Cannons to the left of him. Cannons to the right. (laughs) Get my man Jeffrey in there. Either way. I I think I would gamble. I mean, it seems like, Rob, if you had to assess this fantasy-wise, you got to think that they're going to give Murray a shot. That just seems like the type of team that would do this, right? Yeah, I I feel like Baltimore, I I really don't know what to make of them anymore right now because their MO typically would have been like this kind of, a lot of these RPOs and things of that nature. I feel like they just kind of have to open it up a bit more. Um, I mean, they don't have the greatest receiving core. They did take a receiver in the first round this year. It's improved. So yeah, he's hurt going into week one. But um, yeah, I I don't really know. Like the Ravens MO, I I think you just basically stash. That offense is going to be great regardless because of Lamar Jackson just in general. And it's impossible to game plan for them. So I feel like you just kind of try to stash anyone 
on the, in the Ravens backfield and just hope that he ends up getting the lead and running with it. I, I, I don't really know what to make of it because this is like such, <laughs> this doesn't happen. Like this never happens, right? You got like three running backs injured in the preseason. It never, ever happens. So we're in an unforeseen uh, circumstance here. And, and I, I honestly don't even know what to make of it, Pat. Well, when you are Tim Andrecus' Super Bowl pick, sometimes weird things happen to your team. All <laughs> that's a back Super to Bowl back plays, back oh. to back plays. Players tore an ACL in practice. Like the the odds of that happening are you you don't even have enough zeros at the end of the number. It it's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. I actually couldn't believe it. And now the Andrecus Super Bowl pick. I mean, it it makes makes it all make sense. Well, what the I gotta fun- tell you guys, Pat. I did one bet, like one future that I smashed. Like absolutely, like let's go to the bank and talk. It's Baltimore under eleven and a half wins. I'm not I'm not I'm not down with this team at all. The Bills found a way to stop Lamar Jackson. Tennessee had a recipe for it. As a running quarterback, eventually he's going to regress. You're going to have a game plan, and the guy's accuracy sucks. He still skips in balls. Rob, you got you've seen like Robert Griffin the third and these running ba- running quarterbacks. If he's not smart, it's going to be a bad bad scene for this guy. I remember that playoff game versus Seattle. Robert Griffin Shanahan left him in there. It killed his career. They murdered him that game, and he was never the same since. I'm telling you. I don't trust the Baltimore Ravens at all. And these injuries, I don't wish anything bad upon people, but I don't think this team wins 12 games. Are you kidding me? Well, they, they do have a tough schedule really early on. Like next year's, uh, sorry, next week's Kansas City for them as well, yeah. where they were going to be probably about a pick them in that game. They'll no longer be a pick them. They'll be like a three, four point underdog at home or whatever. But the, the schedule early in the year is difficult for the Ravens. So the, the wheels could potentially fall off early on. The thing for me is I think they're so well coached, right? I think Harbaugh is a consistently good coach, gets his team up to play. Like the one thing you always know about the Ravens is they take care of business against these crappy teams, right? This has been the MO for five years now. They go up against, you know, the Bengals and the Lions or whatever. They just take care of business. They win those games. And if you can consistently win the games that you're supposed to win in the NFL, that's how you build the 11 and 12 wins. And, and I'm not saying I disagree with your pick, Cam. In fact, it's probably a great play now with the injury to Peters. Uh, but the Ravens just have that, like they have the winning mentality. I can't even, they like do. a numbers guy saying that, it's very weird, but that's just the way the Ravens are built. But honestly, you kind of hit on the key thing. I came on and I did the quick reaction video, which was at a date within like 30 seconds because they kept signing <laughs> running backs afterwards. You know how the you know how this works, Cam, when you finish doing yeah. your content and then uh, it's so frustrating. Breaks. I write my updates and then six new breaking stories. <laughs> No, I just want to punch somebody in the face. I'm <laughs> but, with you, buddy. But the key name that you mentioned, Pizzolo, was Marcus Peters. Like, I don't care that they lost. I mean, I care that they lost Gus Edwards. I care that they lose Justice Hill and J.K. Dobbins. It's eventually going to deteriorate their death. But I don't care who plays running back for the Ravens. They're going to find a way to run the ball. Peters is actually the reason yep. that, like, they finally took a hit down on DK Sportsbook. They opened at minus four in Vegas. They're now down to minus three and a half. Like, they can lose all the running backs they want. I don't feel like that would affect the spread for me whatsoever or their win total. They'll figure that part out. Peters, though, is a real loss to this team because not only is he an impact playmaker on the defensive side of the ball, it thins out their defense. And eventually, when that drop-off happens, if another injury happens, they're kind of screwed. Yeah, I mean, the camera's off again here. I apologize for that. We're going to have to get these four. I, lo- I, I personally love it. I think it's great. I, I mean, this is, this, anyways, never ne- never again with the 4K camera. This is a one and done. But yes, you're completely right, Pat, about this because it, the, the first thing that happened in this game, I, I'm immediately going to bet this game and it, it got taken off the board within 30 seconds. But there was a tick to the under on Baltimore, Las Vegas for Monday Night Football. And I'm like, who, like, like of the injuries that happened, 
Peters is by far the most substantial here. Who is going to bet the under right away in this game? If anything, it should have moved the opposite way towards the over. I think people still overvalue the impact of running backs in the NFL just in general. And a lot of them are replaceable, frankly. I mean, I hate to say it, but it is a position that has become replaceable. Peters is a big loss for them. He has just been so consistent. And the, the secondary has been a strength for them for a decade now, basically, where they've just been able to shut down opposing wide receivers. And that's a huge blow, especially when you consider Cleveland being a huge rival in the division, bringing out Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. Like that just makes it so much more difficult to win the AFC North now uh, against the Browns. So um, that, that was my big takeaway right away. I was like, okay, Edwards, I mean, I hope the guy gets better. I hope he didn't tear an ACL, but he did. And then I was like, okay, I'm waiting on the Peters news. If this guy's out for a long period of time, it's going to be an issue. That total is down to 50 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. And I kind of agree with you. The over might be the play, but I like the Raiders in that game, Cam. I do too. I, like, I, I don't want to tell you guys. Uh, I, some of the games, like I'm thinking about betting the Lions against San Francisco in week one with Campbell at plus seven and a half. Cleveland against Kansas City. I might be nuts. And I, I'm with you, Pat. I liked uh, Las Vegas before and I like them even more now. Allegiant Stadium, it's going to be rocking. I think uh, it's, it's a really good spot. As I said, I think the Raiders are going to be able to score a score on these guys. And I'm just not a big, I'm not high on Baltimore the way other people are. But Pozzola brings up a really good point. They do beat the lesser lights of the league. But when they play good teams this year, they're going to get throttled. They're not as good as Buffalo. They're not as good as Kansas City. They're in that tier. And I think they're, as a stock, they're a stock that's losing money. So I'm on it. I think I don't think they win 12 games. I think the Ravens are going to be a big disappointment. Hell, I think they're going to be battling for a playoff spot and might even miss it. Well, I'm looking at the Chiefs right now. You bring them up because you like the Browns. Like the line is now going towards the Browns. It's only minus five and a half. That's a problem. Kansas City. I, for whatever reason, I just see this happening as Kansas City comes out and absolutely waxes. Everyone is on Cleveland. Like this is the fucking Chiefs we're talking about. They're just way better. Yeah, yeah. This one's a tough one. Like, I get it because, like, they played in the playoffs and Cleveland couldn't really move the ball on them and they end up losing to, you know, Mahomes gets injured in that game. They still end up losing. Uh, To me, like, this is based off what we saw on Thursday. I think scoring is still going to be very high in the NFL this year. Again, uh, there was like one offensive holding penalty in the game, there was a ton of flags in the secondary. I I know this total is the highest of the week. It's 54 and a half right now at, at DraftKings, but. This, to me, is still an over if we see the same conditions as we saw on Thursday. You look at what KC did in the offseason. They lost the Super Bowl because the Bucks' defensive line absolutely killed their O-line. They go out in the offseason, they shore up the O-line. Like, Mahomes, he's going to pick apart any defense behind this offensive line if they can't get pressure. And I know Cleveland has a good defensive line, Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney. But at the end of the day, I think the, the Kansas City Chiefs basically score at will in this game. And on the other side of things, Cleveland returns the same offensive line that helped them a year ago. And the Browns offense is so underrated because if you look at the metrics from last season, they look like a slightly above average offense. People forget that they played three home games in, in basically a monsoon. They played the game against the Jets where they had no wide receivers because everybody had COVID. That's like four games where they had horrible offensive performances and they still ended up with a well above average league offense. Kevin Stefanski is a absolutely great play caller, a great coach there as well. So personally, I see this being a shootout. I don't know who's going to cover the spread because ultimately I think it's like kind of in the right range right now, 
But both these teams score points, in my opinion. I think this game's going to go over 60 points. So I, I really like the over in this spot. So we'll get into our silver picks right now. Cam is already on uh, the same gold pick that Pizzola had, which is Arizona plus three. I am going to go to a total for this one. You talk about scoring environments, and I just look at a team that has a terrible defense and a much improved offense, potentially, on the other side of the bye. At least they ha- they've upgraded potentially a quarterback they get their running back back and maybe the receivers are a little bit better this time around against a horrible defense and the one thing that their defense does well pressure the quarterback the only thing the other team does well is block for their quarterback so i like the panthers and jets over 44 and a half points minus 110 right now i think that the scoring environment for this game is gigantic and we're just going to see big plays all over the place because i'm not really convinced that outside of chin like where where is the secondary coming from from the panthers if they're up by 17 in this game early at some point just zach wilson bombs down the field eventually someone's going to come down with something cam i agree and I think this is an interesting spot for Carolina here. Revenge game for Sam Darnold. This is the thing. Everyone's talking about Wilson like he's the next coming. You did it in the preseason. Like, I just don't – I need to see it firsthand. Can this guy go on the road and deliver? I think the Jets actually have some weapons. Carolina, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey all day. They have a good receiving core. I believe in Matt Rule. He was a great college coach, and eventually it's a three-year plan. I think the Panthers are working towards something where other teams in the division are getting older. I agree, Pat. I think we can get more than 44 and a half points in this game. I think uh, Sam Darnold's actually going to play well, and Carolina's going to score a lot in that game against the Jets. Pizzola, you got a silver pick? Uh, I'll stick with the same game, but I'll, I'll take the side instead. I like the Jets. Um, it would have probably been my gold pick if we were still getting the line from earlier in the week, but even plus four, minus 110 now at DraftKings. Um, I, I think there's very limited opportunities you're going to get in life to fade Sam Darnold as a, a favorite <laughs> of more than a field goal. And I just don't like Sam Darnold. And I think yeah. people continuously make excuses for him. And they'll mm-hmm. talk about, you know, the Jets O-line and Adam Gase. And, uh, you know, he didn't have wide receivers. But there's so many quarterbacks in the league that have excelled with bad O-lines, bad coaches, bad receiving cores. And Darnold, to me, just doesn't have it. And I, I like the Panthers coaching staff. I echo a lot of what you said there. But personally... Um, I I just look at Darnold since he came in the league. He came in in 2018. There are 27 quarterbacks who have had at least 1,000 snaps since the beginning of that season. He is dead last of those 27 quarterbacks in EPA per play. In fact, he is the only quarterback with a negative EPA per play, which means that every snap he was on the field, he cost his team uh, win probability. So he's he's just not good. And I, I just don't think it's all of a sudden going to be fixed. I agree with what Cam said. I never buy into what preseason. If I had a dime for every time a preseason quarterback ended up shitting the bed in the regular season, I would be rich because it happens all the time. Like we see it every single year, but Zach Wilson to me, like I'll just, uh, there's just some variance there. Like we don't know what he's going to be. He could be great. He could not be great. Regardless. I think he's probably an upgrade over what Darnold was giving them last season and the two years before. So I think the Jets improved that quarterback. I don't buy into Darnold. Four points. Sign me up with the Jets. I'll bet the money line as well. Yeah, five and a half was is what it opened at when we did the show on Monday with Cust and Feinberg. It was five and a half. It's already down to four, like Pizzola mentioned. Uh, did you know, Cam, that Cust created an award called the Preseason MVP and he gave it to Zach Wilson? 
Oh, no. He's a Jet oh, no. preseason MVP. <laughs> wow. Okay. The preseason means about as me like sitting on the throne, you know, after a big buffet. I, I honestly, who gives a shit about the preseason? It's the dumbest thing ever. You know, like everyone's like, oh, the New York Giants. Like, don't worry about what they're doing. Like, you got to worry about the regular season. Judge has a plan, and some coaches handle it differently. Baltimore, they were on a run and they wanted to keep it going. I think if you're a bad football team, aka the Detroit Lions, and you have a coach like Campbell, the preseason is important. You need to get a winning atmosphere there. You need guys to show. Hey, like I like when Jared Goff said, "We're going to win the division." You're, you're not Detroit, but what are you going to? What's the guy going to say? No, we're going to suck and battle the Bears. Like you know, it's going to be really tough this year. You got to have confidence in your team, right? And I think teams that suck, like Detroit, the Jets, those type of teams. I think the preseason is a little bit more important, but the Giants don't seem to care, Patrick. Like, they, they, what are what are they doing? Yeah, anyway, they, I think they're they're, they're they're giving their trainers a good workout on the sidelines because that's where everyone <laughs> is on the Giants at the moment. It appears. Yes, but either way, so those are the silver picks over forty four and a half, and the Jets and Panthers for me plus four for the Jets for Pizzola. Arizona plus three for Cam. Once again, play in the 7-Eleven props contest. I can't stress this enough, people. You come take my money. And there's 3000 bucks at the top. Prizes all over the board. It's going to cost you $7.11 a week to play five picks on prizepicks.com. And if you use code MMN on your deposit, you'll get matched for up to $100. They're giving you a free $100. You might as well take advantage of it, plus all the bonuses all year long. Full details down in the description right now. Play in the DraftKings Listeners League as well and run the sims.com slash mayo, especially for that player prop tool where it runs 5,000 simulations of a game. Nailed. I just, I put all my money on Chris Godwin. And I mean, Zeke didn't come through, but the strongest play last night when comparing all the simulations was Chris Godwin over 60 and nice. a half receiving yards. It's like, let's go. And then, you know, it, it got there pretty by the end of the third quarter so i was like all right this was much easier than what i normally do and just pick out random five props and try to play them i'll play two but this one's really going to be my gold one and really go to hammer it uh poor gronk i bet him first touchdown too at, a, at 16 to 1 oh. he ended up scoring two like jesus yeah. give me a amazing <laughs> happens you get too greedy you want the 16 to yeah. 1 of ta- instead yeah. of taking like the three to one which is a great anytime out. touchdown right? yeah yeah stupid stupid i'm, I'm too greedy yeah. cam you you can relate with that I oh I, I, oh i'm a pig I, it's the same thing in golf like aren't we just happy with a guy at 11 one oh no i gotta start at like 25 30 like, sometimes it's just like who the hell's gonna be there right i'm with you mayo i'm always looking for the big score it never works what do you got as a bronze pick cam what's the third play well, here I had Seattle, but I don't want us to be repetitive, so no, I'm going to go with you one. Can, you don't, you no, don't no, have to no, 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 I'm pick. switching it. No, I, I'm betting Seattle. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I'm going with. The, I'm going with the LA Rams. I don't like to take favorites. People know I'm a dog man, but here's the deal. I'm a ginger. It's not kick a ginger day. It's tough. Andy Dalton has enough problems being a redhead. He might come back in a body bag. What are they doing to this guy? They're actually basically saying we're going to give you all this money to get pummeled. It's almost like a, a, a tomato can in an MMA fight. Justin Fields can't start his career on the road against Aaron Donald and that defense. The Rams, if Stafford's got a got a plan, they're just going to shred these guys. I don't see the Bears scoring probably more than nine points in the game, and I think the Rams probably get about 24, 26 around that. You know, yeah, 27 to nine sounds like a good score to me. Give me the L.A. Rams minus seven and a half against the Chicago Bears, even though I think the Bears are going to get they're going to grind this year. I just think it's a bad spot opening week. 
Hate favorites, but I like the Rams this week. Seven and a half is nice. It's up to minus eight on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. And Pizzoa, that line, I mean, what did the Bucks game get up to? Was it minus 10 and a half by close? Like it went through 10. Nine, I think it was nine and a half. Nine, right? nine and a half. Some books close 10 as well. And, yeah. and, and some of that's teaser protection, which actually ended up working because anyone who played a seven point teaser on nine and a half lost last night. Uh, because they got bought it down to two and a half. So that by that plays into it when you get the spreads between seven and 10. Uh, this is going to be one of those where it's very, it's a very similar situation, right? It's the Sunday night football game. You're going to get a ton of Rams teasers for one. You're going to get a ton of people um, who are either chasing losses and betting the Rams or they're pressing their wins on the Rams. Now I don't buy into the, the public consensus, whatever. So that to me doesn't you know factor into the equation at all here. I can't make an argument for the Bears. I could never bet the Bears in this spot because I just think it's a horrible matchup. You look at where the Bears are weak on defense, it's their cornerbacks. I mean, they're they're pretty thin at corner this year. They're going up against Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. I think there's some pretty good matchup advantages for the Rams offense all over the field in this game. The concern for me, if I was betting the Rams, is that Justin Fields comes into this game late, potentially in the second, maybe at halftime, third quarter. And we see this in the NFL all the time. Like if you are the Rams and you've prepared for two weeks now for Andy Dalton, and then all of a sudden mid game, you get Justin Fields, it's going to be a very different dynamic. And we see this in the NFL regularly when quarterbacks come in in relief, they put up big numbers. Everyone's like, Oh, they got to make him the starter. Or they got to put him in or whatever. It, it's just a, a consistent thing. That's my only concern. So personally, I would rather bet the Rams first half then bet them at the full game price. Uh, that's just me. Uh, but there is an argument to be made that maybe Stafford might be rusty with the new offense early in the first half as well. So that plays into it. I mean, ultimately, I think Cam's scoreline is a pretty good one. I mean, I see this as something like a 27-13 type of game uh, in favor of the Rams. I don't want to bet it because I, I think eight is the right price. Uh, but it's it's very difficult for me to make a sound argument for Chicago in this game. Yeah, you can bet Rams minus four and a half in the first half for minus 120, Rams minus five for minus 115. There's plenty of alt first half spreads if that's the way that you want to attack it. I guess my question is, this game is going to be at least nine and a half by the time Sunday night rolls around. It might even go higher than that as people chase losses because it, not everyone does it. Mostly everyone I know, if they don't have a good slate in the morning or the afternoon, they're they're pressing the Sunday night game. So maybe if you know yeah. that you suck at sports betting and you're going to lose anyway, you might as well take the seven and a half or the eight right now because it's not going to be there by the time yeah. Sunday night comes along. Or, Pat, we can bet Japanese and Australian horse racing. You can tune in, give me a call at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we'll have a couple drinks and get into some bad things. And hopefully it works out for you. You, hit, you, you clip something. Yeah, no, it's a disaster. I don't know why we do this. We bet on sports. I've been betting ten tennis has been amazing to me. Like the underdogs on the women's side, just coming in consistently, like stick with it instead of like, do, 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 do. Hey everybody. I'm Kev. I'm going to take all the money that I worked hard for and golf winnings and tennis and pitch it all in on football. Who knows? Like, this is the thing. The NFL is the most volatile betting league. And we bet it like, it's like, you know, we got an inheritance coming in. It's absolutely stupid. But that's what we do. We're addicted. People are addicted to crack booze. We're addicted to the National Football League. I don't know why. Rams minus eight for Cam is the bronze play. Pizzoli, you got a bronze play? Yeah, I'm going to take the Broncos. Minus three, minus 105. And I know a little bit of value has also been sucked out of this line. Uh, but I still think minus three, minus 105 is a bit of a bargain here. 
And this one's a very interesting one because I think the line surprises a lot of people and they say, oh, you know, the Giants get two points for home field advantage. There's there's no way the Broncos are five points better than the Giants on a neutral field. And they're probably right about that. But I think it's the matchup here that really tilts it in the Broncos' favor. So you look at the entire in the entire week one schedule, I don't think that there's a bigger mismatch than Denver's defensive front seven against the Giants O-line. And I think New York should have done one thing in the offseason, and that was address the offensive line if they were still going to go with Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones absolutely sucks under pressure. And not only does he suck under pressure, he turns it over a ton under pressure as well. And I just don't see an outcome here. Like Vic Fangio has had two weeks to prepare for Daniel Jones behind a horrible offensive line all the Giants skill players are basically on the injury report this week, did not practice, limited in practice. Um, so for me, I think that's a huge mismatch. And then on the other side of the ball, the Broncos turned it over a ton last year. Like that was the issue with Drew Locke, especially under center turnovers. I believe they had the most giveaways in the league last season. I could be wrong on that, but they were right up there. Teddy Bridgewater comes in, not a guy that turns it over a lot got a lot of great weapons and skill position players on offense, get the ball into their hands, move the ball downfield. I don't think the Broncos are going to light up the scoreboard because I think the Giants have a top 10 defense, but I just don't see where New York is able to score points. I do think the Broncos win the turnover battle in this game. So uh, at the end of the day, um, minus three, minus 105 with Denver, sign me up. Yeah, I, what would it, because it, it did open, like I think the Giants were favored at one point, and then just money on the Broncos, money on the Broncos, minus one, minus two, minus two and a half, minus three. Would, I think at one point it was minus two and a half, and it was minus 125 to bet it. I mean, you would take the minus three at minus 105 instead, wouldn't you? It depends. Like, yes. I mean, there's all sorts of line calculators just in general. Three is a key number. So obviously people are naturally going to always gravitate to two and a half and say, I want the two and a half, but it gets to a point where the the juice or the VIG is steep enough that you got to say, you know, this 20 cents is not worth it for this half point. And that would be the situation in a lot of cases here. So yeah, I think I prefer the minus three minus one Oh five right now. Yeah. Bradley Chubb returned to practice from his injury. He also was detained for not paying his parking tickets. I believe it was, but he seems like he's going to be okay to play against the giants here. And like you said, like, I, I don't know how sounds, they... sounds like me and cam back in the score days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Those in park guys, they stole, they stole my CDs too. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get into that. I know they broke into my Buick and I'm going to tell you another story Pozzola you're in the NFL I don't care if you're making the NFL minimum like I understand me you Mayo any normal person not paying their take, uh, parking tickets or like the the guy at the New York Mets you have a party at the owner's house they have shuttle services yet you decide to go home you know tie on about 20 hey let's have some cognacs and sleep in your Toyota like that's the thing if a regular person gets a DUI and barely blows over I'll listen to his story but how does professional athletes and general managers of teams not hire a kid in the neighborhood and say, here's 200 bucks. You're my driver. Let's rock. Morons. Feinberg used to tell me that you guys had like a parking trick when you worked at the score that <laughs> it, it well, used to work. No, there, there was no part. The, the reality no trick. is in park is like this privately run company, which technically the, the, the tickets are not enforceable <laughs> by law. So we used to just park for free, get a ticket every ticket? day. And then you'd build up like $5,000 worth of tickets and you'd call in park and you'd say like, I'm not going to pay these, but I'll give you 300 bucks. And they'd yeah. be like, deal. It's yeah. done. Send us the, th so you end up parking for the full year for a much cheaper amount. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was not a trick. That was a uh, shout out to Derek Snyder. Yeah. 
heard from in a long time. But I ran into sick. actually funny Pozzola. I ran into Derek Snyder at like I was going to my buddy. I, I don't have kids. I, I don't think I could even produce with the things I put in my body. But I saw him at a kid's bookstore in an LCBO. I'm like, hey, Derek. He's like, hey, Cam, how you doing? Say hi. Like, it was crazy. Like, I just ran. I haven't seen that guy forever. And I just ran into him. I love Derek Snyder. Very nice guy. Well, well, Fe- Fe- Feinberg, I think, had a next level of this because he was tracking the security guard uh, at which time that he was coming around to park in a different yeah. spot. Yeah, well, we he was, was, like, that was the classic Feinberg. Feinberg yeah. used to disappear like 15 minutes before Red Heat every day because he knew that <laughs> he knew that, that that someone else was coming to check tickets at that. He had this whole, uh, I mean, the amount of effort Feinberg put into evading these parking tickets he might as well just have paid for parking because he ended up working two hours a day just to evade the parking essentially which would have cost him like eight bucks so i mean good on geoff but um i mean i I would have like there was easier ways like no you're right pozzola like we actually in the end won that battle like i owed those guys like nine thousand. i go here's 400 bucks get out of my life and it worked pretty good like I, i have i have no problem with that deal seems fair to me I know we have gold, silver, and bronze, Pat, but maybe like a, a graphite titanium. Like, I, can I ask your guys' opinion of the Detroit Lions plus seven and a half? I, like, I, am, I, am I crazy thinking about betting these guys this week? I don't think that, I think you're crazy to bet them. I'm just not touching the game because I, I have okay. that same like pit feeling in myself. I was like, why is it only minus eight? It feels like San Fran should win by like 20. And then I'm like, do I bet the Lions? Like, I don't want to bet the fucking Lions. Like, they might not score a point in this game. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. I just really want to bet on the Lions. Dan Campbell (laughs) is the head coach. Dan Campbell is your head coach and Anthony Lynn is your offensive coordinator. I, 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 like this is a, I guess Cam, this would be the same situation as Houston and Jacksonville where I just, I, I need to be getting like an insane amount of points to bet the Lions at any point this year. And, Eight against the 49ers is is not going to be the number for me. <laughs> so I, I have for for, 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 my, for my I need to run this by you guys because I have three narrowed down for my bronze pick. And it's Elvin okay. Kamara plus 120 over five and a half catches. Now with no Latavius Murray, they got no one to throw to. Traquan's already banged up. I worry that Jameis doesn't yeah. check down quite like Breeze does, but just get the ball to your fucking best player. That makes intuitive sense to me and even when like murray would miss time in the past three years and kamara was on the field he had like 15 targets one game so i don't mind that one especially at the plus money but you know how i'm drawn to plus money that i I, it's like a Mm -hmm. habit i can't kick i love the eagles plus three and a half in atlanta just because i don't think atlanta's good and i think that jalen hurts is actually good and he's going to score points so there's that one and sorry, Bills Mafia, but I like the Steelers plus six and a half at Buffalo. I think that the Steelers... I don't. The Steelers, like the first uh, month of the season... I think the, the Bills season, murder them. Everyone thinks the Bills are going to murder them. The Steelers, yeah, uh, the Steelers oh offense boy. is going to be good for at least a month while Ben is healthy. Yeah. I, I don't think so. So I, of those three, Pat, I, much, I like the Kamara one the best uh, by a mile. I think p- part of what you mentioned is true about Winston not being a checkdown guy, but I think they're going to kind of turn him into that type of player in order to prevent some of the turnovers that they've seen in the past. And on top of that, Michael Thomas on the pup list as well. So there's going to be even more targets there. Uh, I like that at plus money. I, I think that that probably should be closer to plus 100, maybe even favored. So fi- over five and a half plus 120 in a game where they're likely trailing as well where he, they can just kind of dunk it off to him. I I think that's the best of the three. All right. That will be my bronze selection. Elvin Kamara over five and a half receptions, 
plus 120 to go with your Denver minus three and Cam's uh, Rams minus eight. I got to be honest, Pat. I didn't know you could do props and sides. I, I'm just like, I'm like that old loser. Like, a, well, what are you guys? Oh, yeah, just go and bet take Houston and Arizona. And like, you know, you guys are doing game props. Okay, I got I got I got to wake up. That's uh, ba- so we could do anything you're saying. Anything. A- any three NFL bets you want per week is what you're going to what, what we're going to be giving out. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it a lot. It's good. All right, boys. Good luck this weekend. <laughs> you too, man. You too, Pat. Oh, I, 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 hey, I, Pat, how are your golf picks doing? I got Adam Scott and Bazoutenhout. Are we going to win some money or what? I, Let's I, do I, this. I, we bet, I mean, if Bazoutenhout wins, I'm cleaning up. Cam, I hit so many fucking second play. I hit five runners up in a row through yeah, July and August before fucking Finau finally won. <laughs> wow. It was That's devastating. So fr- yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is. And and sometimes in golf, everyone, you can't just hedge it out. A guy could take a triple bogey. Like, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, but. well, well, I didn't get, I, I hedged out on Finau in the playoff with Cam Smith. But the next week, uh, I had Bryson and I hedged out on Cantlay. So it turned into one. Me too. It I, I into did the exact same thing. But like, yeah. it, it's, it's funny with betting because like, especially in golf betting like that, two of those guys out of the five second place wins, I have a big year betting on golf. They both lose. I lose money for the year. <laughs> Yeah, it's just yeah, golf's golf's tough, man. I'm telling you guys where it's at. Women's tennis, a lot of underdogs. Yeah, shout out to my guy Jake Hahn. He was on this real early, like three, four years ago. Just be like, yeah, take the biggest dogs think, you can find in women's tennis and just bet. Yeah, I think Hainzer. Like I saw some tweet last night. Hey fellas, I got you Fernandez early on my street book. Like I don't know what he, I hope. I hope he's got two hundred to one. Pozzola, Pat. Then we can go over to Hainzer's and check out his new smoker. <laughs> I mean, Hain- those, those pictures you've been posting on Twitter, like Hainzer is like a, yeah. he could be like a Michelin star chef. At some well, yeah. I didn't know Pierre Aubrey, like as a Weber grill champion is like, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what these guys are doing, Pozzola, but yeah, no, Hainzer's smoke game apparently is getting strong. Well, I all I'm doing for this weekend, I finally got furniture at the new Mayo Media headquarters, but we don't have enough TVs. They're not coming until next week. So this week we have TVs on the floor with monitors and like streaming stuff online. Next week, Cam, here's the move. I got an 82 inch in the middle. I got Ooh, yeah. I, I got two 43s on one side, two 43s on another, two 43s above, all up on the giant wall. It's going to be amazing. So I hope the guy doesn't blow it who's putting it in unbelievable now that's, that's a cave yeah, some people have like three up. you gotta have like oh my god i got i got one yeah well, one upstairs when you move out here you can come every single week <laughs> exactly if i get out of toronto i could like buy a house with a sauna 13 tvs live like a king man <laughs> and have seafood and, and it's the beer capital too everything i love I don't know how long you. I don't know how long you would last out here now that you could afford all this stuff. Is the problem? Yeah, it's would, it's actually a really good point. I'd probably die yeah. overindulgence. But but you would you would die a happy man. I would. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in, Rob. Where can everyone follow you throughout the course of the weekend? Are you still doing Periscope on Sundays? I am. So just follow me on Twitter at Rob Pizzola and uh, Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern time every week. I will just go through the NFL board from top to bottom. It's usually about a 45 minute video and just give my thoughts on uh, every single game, knowing all the the injuries and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter and uh, tune in on Sunday mornings. Cam, you're on for like 13 hours a day now, aren't you, on SportsGrid? Not 13, but yeah, it's getting kind of crazy. I do updates 4 to 6 on Scotty Farrell's show. Gabe Maranci and myself, 6 to 9. We do game time decisions and in-game live. Also on the weekend Sunday, I'm on with the Irish Irish assassin, Kevin Walsh, 1 to 4. And my boy Gabe is 4 to 8 with 
Holden Kushner, the Cushman. So we got in-game live on Sports Grid Networks, all sorts of platforms. We're basically on during the games and we'll be happy or sad depending on how the bets go. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's any, if any viewers of this show know anything, it's be sad when you watch the games and you're betting, <laughs> especially if you look, maybe Pozzola can help us come. Maybe this is a heater year for you, Cam, because yes. you now balanced versus cussed. Maybe you'll get all the good luck and he'll get all the bad luck. Fantastic. That would be the move. I'm Pat Mayo. Oh, he mu he's much something me on my damn golf picks. He deserves them. I tell you. Well, you can beat him up in person uh, if you move here then. No, I really like Tim a lot, but I just really, he's got to stop doing that on Sundays at golf. It's big money we're talking about, Pat. It's not like a couple hundred bucks here. Like, let's let's get real. He, he already helped your Ravens uh, season win total under, though. So it's starting to balance out. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Yep. I'm Thank Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME on Twitter. I told you about the giveaways. I told you about the prize picks, props competition. You got to get it in this week if you want in it. The Listener's League, rate and review, smash the like, all that. Hit the description. Hit the comment section. And there's just a whole list down there of all the things you can do to have free money. So if you like free money, I suggest you do that. All right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.